0: love for earth healing. My name is Betty Rooted Lionheart and I have absolute trust in the strength of my story. I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice. So this is uh, part two of um, the episode that sees me coming back to recording after a month and a half or so off and there's an introductory recording and an episode um, a part one of this episode and so this is a continuation of my process of healing to get to a place of comfort and confidence with teaching people how to shamanic journey in a workshop called fundamentals of shamanism and then a little bit of the experience i had during the workshop and then some of what i've been moving through since the workshop so um the workshop took place on july 1 and 2 and this journey um, that i'm about to share took place on june 29th and um so you might recall that I had been sick a couple weeks before the workshop and that um, provoked some anxiety I had um, recovered from that was still um, being careful um, with my voice and probably still feeling a little bit of nervousness around my voice um, I was working with this mantra that I have, uh, which you've heard me say, I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice. Um, But on the morning of June 29th, I woke up with a little scratchy um, something in my throat. So this is, I think two days before the workshop, um, puts me into a place of fear. And um, that morning when I was driving one of my sons to a friend's house, I remembered this experience that I had in my um, mid-20s when I was still in the uh, graduate school program, Um, but this was after my time, my year and a half at the organic farming training program. So I taught a seed-saving workshop uh, for a nonprofit organization in the city of Worcester, um, and some of my um, friends who were undergraduates at that time were part of um, part of this nonprofit, and had asked me to teach the workshop. In that workshop um, I don't have any memory if I had been sick or what ahead of time, but in that workshop, I experienced um, what I would say was probably a pretty severe psychosomatic um, blockage in my throat. So I was teaching, um, probably there were at least 10 People in this workshop I don't really remember but I had that tickle in the throat thing I was coughing a lot I could barely get through this workshop it was terribly embarrassing for me um, it was horrible <laughs> um, and I remembered this experience and I thought oh Maybe there's soul retrieval that could be helpful um, around that experience uh, for teaching fundamentals of shamanism. So I went into this journey um, with that intention. um, Is there a soul part that could be retrieved from that experience in order to help me teach this workshop? And by the way, any healing that my spirit guides could do directly on my throat would be welcome as well so i grounded and centered and shielded and um this workshop uh, workshop this journey began at the center of the medicine wheel here at braided root waters um and the earth keepers grandmother moon grandfather sun mother earth and father sky were there Grandmother Moon came up to me and poured water on my head from a pitcher of water that she held and um, gave me a blessing and gave me energy for myself, my healing and for the workshop. Um, I went to grandfather's son next and he put his hands on my throat and he began to sing and I saw the sounds coming out of his mouth like visually curling and dancing up into the air and he was singing um, the way that i opened just now which is different than my typical opening so he gave me this uh, new vocalization to use to um, call in the spirits for the workshop because my normal calling in of the spirits is kind of throat intense. Um, some of the parts are low and lower sounds um, tend to um, impact my throat more. And so I'll just sing, sing this vocalization without the drumming for a moment here. Ah. Ha-da Ha again he was making those sounds and um, and that I could sing that to heal my throat um, over the the next day or two before the workshop I had had an intuition before going into this journey that I might need to make um, a necklace kind of like a choker size uh, close to my throat necklace with turquoise on it because I work with turquoise as a throat chakra healing stone. So I had um, gathered a few um, small pieces of um, turquoise beads that I already had and brought those into my journey space with me and grandfather son told me to go ahead and look at those and choose the one that I was most drawn to. To work with. Um, so I did that, and um, I next went to Mother Earth, and she gave me some healing and some gratitude for stepping into this teaching work. And um, she drew on my throat with um, a mixture of soil and rose oil, um, the very simple shape of the the medicine wheel, um, kind of a, a plus sign in the middle of a circle, and told me to actually do that for both days of the workshop, to wear that on my throat for help with my voice um now i went with crystal water dragon we flew to his mountain and then looking out over the medicine wheel of my life we dove down to the fifth spoke of the medicine wheel of my life to gather this soul part um in the form of uh, a human shape of my age at that time uh, I must have been 25 or 26. We took this soul part to the Turtle Healing Lodge, um, which is a sacred lodge that is not yet built at Braided Root Waters, but the location has been marked and is being. Um, Mode and maintained and there's a small altar holding that space so the women spirit guides were inside the turtle healing lodge the men spirit guides were standing guard outside um, grandmother moon was there mother earth wind horse woman and esmeralda are two ancestors who i work with they were there and esmeralda is the one who um encouraged me to begin working with tarot which i hadn't done yet um, when she came into my life in the ministerial training in 2022 and um so i needed to get my tarot deck and shuffle it some and just have it there while i journeyed um the soul part was brought to the center of the turtle healing lodge and the goddess isis showed up and the goddess isis is actually the goddess who in oh 2018 or 2019 i don't remember exactly um gave me my spirit name of rooted lionheart but she hadn't shown up since then wasn't um actively among the spirit guides i had been working with so she showed up and she has these beautiful rainbow colored wings and um isis picked up the soul part put her hands on the soul parts throat um was giving healing to the soul part's throat and gave the soul part a set of these beautiful rainbow wings that carry some of isis 's energy um, carry some of her confidence and poise and regal bearing and voice and um Yeah, things, energies like that. Um, Isis told me that the necklace that I make must include uh, rainbow-colored beads to remind me of these rainbow wings. And then Isis merged entirely with the soul part to heal all of the soul part's chakras so at that time in my life um my chakras would have been pretty messed up um unhealthy and um yeah i wasn't on any kind of a healing path at that time um so isis healed the chakras of the soul part And then Isis had me recognize which other women spirit guides were in the Turtle Healing Lodge. Keeper of Fire was there. Keeper of the Void was there. The goddess Oya, the goddess Kalima, the goddess Sekhmet. My um, Hungarian grandmother ancestors were there. Um, Just really recognizing who was standing in support of this healing work um and then my spirit was brought into the lodge and so even though i was kind of um it's a little hard to explain i was aware of what was happening in the lodge i guess my spirit was not um fully inside that healing space until now because i was brought into the lodge And um, when I entered the lodge, Isis embraced me, um, and our the fronts of our torsos touched. Our chakras um, were in alignment with each other, and so she was working with my own chakras now. And um, then she took this soul part. She took me into herself. The soul part was already in herself. And while I and the soul part were inside of Isis's spirit body, I merged together with the soul part. And then when I stepped out of Isis's body, I had these rainbow wings. And Isis said, Excuse me, Isis said to me, I am yours and you are mine and told me that I must begin to honor her. And um, essentially she was telling me that she was coming into my life more actively now as an important spirit guide. And I asked her how I could honor her. And she told me by remembering my rainbow wings. And by bringing an image of her to the fundamentals workshop. Um, She showed me that for me, she stands in the south of the medicine wheel um, and is connected with the element earth. But I also um, got the strong sense that her energy is also very present in the north of the medicine wheel and in the which is the life death life position of the of the medicine wheel um and it does seem that most goddesses um, of all the various cultures goddesses often carry that life death life energy the the female form the goddesses are the Givers of life, but also the takers away, and then the rebestowing of life again. So, in my, while I was doing this journey in my physical body, I felt the need to get on my hands and knees, touch my forehead to the earth. Um, to bow physically to Isis, to honor her. And when I did that, my face was basically right next to the deck of tarot cards. And Isis told me to just flip over the top card. Um, and so I did. Um, I work with a tarot deck called Vision Quest Tarot the Native American Wisdom Tarot by Gay and Sylvie Winter and Joe Doze. Um, and so the Six of Earth card felt um, very good. <laughs> um, there's a picture of a woman standing with her arms raised up and in her upraised arms there's a giant sunflower and then there are five other sunflowers in the image Um, and here are some of the meanings Uh, the essence of the card is breakthrough success on all levels stroke of luck a fortunate starting point for an enterprise or new career the inner message You are invited to surf a wave of success. Give yourself permission to enjoy it. Now you see that a peak of worldly success is not needed to feel abundantly successful within. And then the outward manifestation. A certain project or work strategy is greeted with enthusiasm, with enough enthusiasm to become successful. Um... So that felt like a really sweet, really powerful, um, positive message for succeeding with this workshop, um, and I do feel my throat getting a little, a little problematic. I just popped a cough drop into my mouth, and I have my hot tea here. Um, so. Um, that is what happened in that journey, um, just a couple of days before the workshop. Okay, it's hard for me to talk with the cough drop in my mouth, so I took it out. Hopefully that little bit of sucking on it will help. So, now we've finally gotten <laughs> to the workshop itself. Um, it was a really uh, great group of people. Um, there was surprisingly, I didn't expect it. There was about five hours um, in a in a seven hour day, it's a two-day workshop, seven hours each day, a 30-minute lunch break each day. Um, The first day, there was five hours of teaching. I didn't expect it to be that long. Um, And I was teaching um, following my teacher's outline. And um, I really came to a knowing within myself that... Um. this isn't the way that I want to teach. I don't want people to have to sit through five hours of content before we even get into what to me is the most important part, which is the actual experience of journeying. And so when I teach it, I, I will um, rework it with the help of my spirit guides such that there's... I hope not even two hours of talking and teaching before we go into journey work. Um, so, but having to speak for five hours um, and having experience leading up to the workshop, <laughs> all of this uh, throat um, throat stuff and healing around my throat and just needing to trust um, the strength of my voice, um there was a moment, probably a couple hours in, or maybe three hours in I don't recall where and my throat had been doing good i was feeling I was feeling confident, I was moving through the content, and then all of a sudden, kind of without warning, there was the tickle in my throat, um and I literally couldn't continue speaking I tried and I had to um I had to stop I had luckily at the beginning of the workshop with the like I like to just really lay out you know who I am and where I'm at one of the things that I shared with the participants was that you know I'm I'm having this a little bit of a struggle with my with my voice with my throat, um, just giving you a heads up in case something comes up around it. Um, and I forgot to mention, so there was also um, the day before the workshop, the Friday, um, the air quality, the the fires in Canada uh, throughout the summer have been off and on um, really impacting the air quality where I live and the Friday before the workshop the air quality was poor not super poor but it was poor and I had been out in that air quality um without wearing a mask I hadn't really you know thought much of it um and so I felt I woke up the morning of the workshop feeling like oh fuck I shouldn't have I should have been more careful yesterday um and there was also um um well i won't go too into this, but the the location on the land that I wanted to hold the workshop in a in a cabin where um in order to control the temperatures, all the windows and screened doors would have had to be open in order to keep it from getting too hot in there, which basically meant if I held it in that spot, we would be sitting in this poor air quality for seven hours, and i didn't know if people would be comfortable really uncomfortable with that and so the workshop ended up happening in um, my really beautiful basement healing room um, which stays quite nice and cool um, without having any windows open or any you know outside airflow Um, but that did mean that um, I couldn't start the workshop in the medicine wheel which doing that um, as I had been guided uh, which felt so grounding and so good to me that, that idea of doing that I had to let go of um, and it was really hard for me on Friday is when I started to question oh gosh am I going to be able to hold this workshop in the cabin or am I not um, and I'm a uh, I'm a real planner and organizer and to like not have that question clear um, just a day ahead um, was pretty unsettling for me. So there were all these pieces, I guess, um, that were not ideal leading up and and causing a bit of um, anxiety uh, going into the workshop so a couple hours into the workshop the tickle in the throat um and i had to call for a five or ten minute break i left the room i went outside i actually went to um, a spot under some evergreen trees where we buried our uh, 17 year old cat when she died. So there's a little um, altar there. And I just sat down and <clears throat> put a cough drop in my mouth, I probably brought my tea with me. Um, An apple, apple um, has something in it that is really soothing to the throat. And that is a a voice um, trick that I was taught by Elisa Keeler, who is a a local Ithacan who um, is a singer and teaches voice workshops. Um, So I went out to the spot and I just had to sit with some pretty extreme trust, um, call on ISIS, call on those rainbow wings, um, because this could have... Not just physically um, caused me to not be able to continue the workshop if i didn't gain some control of my voice, but I could have spiraled mentally um psychosomatically into a place of being absolutely unable to continue um, and had that happened, that would have that would have felt to me like a real um failure. So, fortunately, um, I was able to get a, get control over my voice, over that tickle, um, and I was able to come back into the room and continue teaching the workshop. Um, and when I did that, I didn't just pick right back up where I was in the outline. I actually um took some time to share really briefly uh the healing work that I had done around my throat leading up to this workshop. So the um what I'm sharing right now, the the soul part that ISIS healed and the the red, yellow and orange um soul parts that I shared in part one of this episode i shared that with this group of people um and i feel like that was i mean it's what i needed to do just to sort of like let people know where i'm where i was at and that like i was in this process of healing growth and transformation even as I was teaching them this workshop and I told them at the at the end of Sunday, at the end of the second day, that um, having had to live through that tickle in the throat, that five or 10 minutes of just sitting with calling on extreme trust, calling on ISIS, calling on my spirit guides, it was actually a more healing and transformative experience for me this workshop to have to experience that than if I had just breezed through the workshop with no problem with my voice at all, which on some level I would have preferred (laughs) because it would have been easier, Um, but I'm grateful, I'm grateful for um, what I was asked to meet. Um... So the second day of the workshop was great because there was very little teaching. It was almost all journeying and the participants I was very lucky with and I'd, I had had um, kind of a gut feeling that my spirit guides were going to be really kind and gentle with me and bring me participants who would actually journey really easily and not struggle a lot um, to journey, which would have made my job as a teacher harder. Um, So it was, um, it was great overall to me. My um, hope, my goal in going into this workshop was to come out the other side feeling really proud of myself feeling like i had done a good job and helped people succeed and i did i did that i did get to feel proud of myself and um and know that i had helped people uh step into this skill But there was still more um, for me to go through as a result of this workshop in my own in my own path. So because I came to know so strongly in teaching the workshop that I did not want to teach fundamentals of shamanism in the way that my teacher teaches it, um, but that I wanted to teach people to shamanic journey in my own way, um, the ways that my spirit guides had already been guiding me. Um, that is what brought about this moment of it being time for the student to leave the teacher's nest. Um, because it meant that I would be stepping out on my own rather than continuing to do my work under the um, umbrella of my teacher, my teacher's work. And when she and I had that conversation, um, she actually suggested that I start my own shamanic drumming circle. And, um, and so that's, um, that's what I've done. And four of the uh, four of the six people who took the workshop have actively been coming to that drumming circle, um, as well as a couple of other friends who know how to shamanic journey and that has been feeling really good um it's been feeling really good so um i did journey work though before my teacher and i had that conversation um Sort of to give me strength um, to to stand in what I knew was true for myself in that conversation, and um, I want to share that with you. so let me take a moment to flip to it in my notes. Um, Okay, here we are. Um, So the request, the intention for that journey was um, to ask for help being in my power and in my voice in this conversation with my teacher um, and to stand firm in my own guidance that I want to teach people to journey in my own way. Um, So, let's see. I grounded, centered, and shielded. And I went to my Lower World Cave. And Grandmother Groundhog was there. And we greeted each other. She led me out the Crystal Corridor, which is one of the exits from my cave, out into a landscape. Um, I did get a very strong sense of the presence of all of my spirit guides in in this journey were there supporting me. We went through that crystal corridor out to this meadow landscape where there's a tree in the near distance. The tree has a nest in it. And sometime in the first year, I would say, of my um, shamanic healing path, an infant part of myself uh, was placed in that nest. And for a time, I would journey to that infant part of myself and connect with her. Um, I can't in this moment, and I I haven't gone back to find that journey or those journeys. I don't remember exactly um, what that part of myself represents. Um, But what happened here is important. So, Grandmother Groundhog took me to the tree, to the nest, and that part of myself, who had been an infant had been growing up alongside me over the course of this seven and a half years that I've been on this healing path. And my spirit guides, even though I lost an awareness of this part of myself, my spirit guides had been taking care of her, feeding and nourishing her. Um, She was wrapped in this um, butterfly protective energy that had been um, given to me uh, in this year, sometime in the last few months, in healing work that I requested from uh, the group in Becky's Drum Circle, which I have been attending for the last seven and a half years. Um, and this part of me had the rainbow wings that Isis had just given me. So my spirit guides brought this part of me out of this nest and down to the ground. Um, And it didn't in that moment. um, Yeah, I guess it was only after I had the, the conversation with my teacher that this journey precedes. And I realized that the student had left the teacher's nest. That I then, in rereading this journey, was like, oh my gosh, this part of myself which had been sitting in this nest for maybe seven years was physically brought out of the nest. Like that actually really represented the student leaving the teacher's nest. Um, Isis told me... She is your shadow self. Um, So this had been a a part of me that had been absorbing all of the lessons I've been living and bringing this part of me and myself together puts me into my next stage of power and a voice and strengthens me. Um, and so in this journey i guess i was rattling rather than drumming Um, i needed to stop rattling in my physical body stop shaking a rattle and hold my physical hands out to hold or imagine holding the hands of this spirit um, part of me and did that for a time and then this part of me just kind of like um, sort of shifted and turned so that she sat into me, merged into me. Um, and then after that, my teacher, Becky, was there. And the goddess Kali Ma was also there. And Kali Ma. Um, there, there were um, lines or threads of connection between Becky and myself and the goddess Kalima did a, a dance um, holding her blades and cutting, cutting, cutting those connections between us. And, um, and after Kalima had done that what was left between becky and i was an umbilical cord um, stretching between her navel and mine Um, and becky lovingly and willingly with her hands, removed her end of the umbilical cord and walked towards me with it and handed it to me. And I took it, and I put it, like fed the whole umbilical cord back into myself. And then I laid down on the ground with my stomach to the earth, and I um, dropped that umbilical cord into the core of the earth. Um, so used it to strengthen my connection to the earth, to strength, strengthen my own rootedness and groundedness to myself, to the core of who I am. um and i received the message that what my um spirit guides had suggested in one of the journeys leading up to teaching the workshop um that i needed to provide a weekly opportunity for the participants to journey together. um, What that meant was holding, starting my own shamanic drumming circle um, as a weekly offering. And then um, I went from experiencing this journey Um, that severing of my umbilical connection to my teacher, to my spiritual mother, um, pretty much straight to her house to have that conversation and um, received her blessing to teach in my own way and to begin my own shamanic drumming circle and um, to, to move forward in my work in the world in that way. Um, and the last thing uh, that I would like to share in this um, overarching experience leading up to and teaching and then after the the workshop is that um, at summer solstice, so on June 21st, Um, Anna led the solstice gathering at Braided Root Waters Healing Sanctuary um, because that happened to be the same night that my oldest son had eighth grade graduation, which I did not want to miss, um, even though I also didn't want to miss the, the solstice gathering. Um, So I actually went to a little bit of the beginning of the gathering and then after the graduation, I was able to go back to catch the end of the gathering. And one of the things that Anna had had people do was pull a three card um, tarot spread with the first card representing the last six months, the middle card representing the present time, and then the third card representing the six months into the future and so i went ahead and did that even though people had already kind of discussed their readings and the group had moved on to um a different part of what was going on and the three cards that i pulled were the hanged one the world and the moon um and that pulling of the hanged one because i Uh, already shared with y'all in one of the earlier episodes that my card for this whole year is the hanged one and I shared the like whoa how absolutely true um, that had been for me so far so just having that be the like the last six months was the hanged one um, was just like yeah this uh, (laughs) this Spread is um spot on. Um the world card um really made more sense when I re-looked at its meaning in the wake of having taught this workshop. So I'm going to read the meaning of the world card um in the way that I've written it down and put on my altar to look at almost daily. I have grown up into a woman of the world. Leading a spiral dance, I am followed by my circle of friends and family. I've come a long way and I'm breaking free into a new cycle. The old is completed and many new things are now possible because I've done my work. I know and love myself as all of my facets have come into harmony. I feel expanded and omnipotent because a major cycle of my life is completed and a new doorway opens. And that uh, very literally describes what just happened in terms of the student leaving the teacher's nest. So I'm very curious um, what the moon card has in store for me, but um, I'm not going to dip into the meaning of that right now. Um, I'm sucking on this cock drop for a second. <clears throat> um, what I do want to share is a little bit of a preview of where I'm heading next in, um, in the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, which is that since I, in the intro to this episode, um, went ahead and shared that um i'm in a relationship with a woman that i am bisexual um which is very new in my life Uh, i hadn't thought that i was going to be comfortable sharing that as yet but um it felt good and i i did go ahead and put that out there um so now i'm feeling ready to start sharing with y'all, um, the energy, the healing and transformation that, um, has been moving through my life in that regard in, uh, the last few months, um, basically since spring equinox, um, big healing energy entered my life. At the spring equinox, that has brought about a lot of really wonderful, though hard earned um, healing and understanding and growth for me. Um, so I think that is where we're headed next. Um, and I, yeah, I guess I should just say that um, what that, what all of that did was shift me from being very staunchly in a place after deciding to divorce, in a place of being very certain that I absolutely did not want to have a relationship for a good 20 years because I didn't maybe ever again want to give my energy to another person in this same way I wanted my energy for myself and for my work in the world. Um, And my spirit guides let me be in that place for about a year and a half, and then they saw fit to jolt me right out of it. So more to come on that. Hmm. My name is Betty Rooted Lionheart. I have absolute trust in the strength of my story. I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice. This podcast is called Dear Medicine, Shamanic Healer's Journey of Self Love for Earth Healing. gratitude. May the spirits be fed by my sharing of my story.